0: Hi and welcome to this month's episode of Engineering Greatness, an original podcast series produced by the American Concrete Institute. I'm Nishant Gark, an assistant professor at University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign. With me today is Professor Mary Christiansen.
1: Hello, um, I'm Mary. I'm a professor at the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth in Minnesota.
0: Welcome to this podcast and let's begin by discussing our educational backgrounds. So, Mary, could you tell us and our audience a little bit about your educational
1: background? Sure. Um, I started out um, at Michigan Tech University in northern Michigan as a chemical engineering major, actually. I had taken, went to a uh, summer camp for engineers and women in engineering and thought chemical engineering was cool. Uh, And so I went into that and then I I took a very circuitous route. Um, I went in, I, I switched colleges several times. I was a journalism major for a while, math major, and then ultimately I ended at uh, the Milwaukee School of Engineering, where I was in um, architectural engineering with a focus in structures, um, and I completed my master's there as well. And then I I switched and went into concrete materials uh, at Michigan Tech, so kind of full circle. Um, but it's uh it's been an interesting ride, and and I've. Sometimes I wish it wasn't so bumpy, but I'm I'm also thankful for the bumps. So how about you, Nishant? Uh, what was your journey like?
0: Oh, that's, that's pretty exciting to hear. Um, well, yeah, I started off with a, a bachelor's in civil engineering at uh, Thapar University in uh, Punjab in India. That's where I am from. That's where I grew up. And after my bachelor's, I went for a master's uh, in the US. I uh, was at Iowa State University. I got a master's in uh, civil engineering. And I also got a minor in material science. I was slowly starting to get interested more and more looking at a smaller and smaller scale. And that uh, led me to pursue a PhD in Denmark in the field of nanoscience uh, at Aarhus University uh, where I was at the Department of Chemistry and we started looking at cements and clay minerals at very, very small uh, scales with nuclear magnetic resonance. Following that PhD, I Pursued a postdoctoral research at Princeton University in New Jersey, which brought me back to the U.S. Uh, so I had a little bit of a doortor from you know from U.S. to Europe and then back to the U.S. And then out, around in 2018, I got a faculty position, uh, tenure track position at uh, University of Illinois, where I'm at the Department of Civil Environmental Engineering. So I've had this kind of uh, great opportunity to be at many different institutions across many parts of the world. And I find that has enriched my uh, career and viewpoint.
1: Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of, uh, you've been all over. That's really cool. Um, So tell me more about what you do um, at your current university.
0: Yeah, so, you know, um, as you know, I'm an assistant professor going through the uh, tenure track uh, route. And here, you know, the primary, um, let's say, kind of uh, duties here are divided into three tasks for as, as is for most uh, assistant professors at uh, these large state universities we have you know research uh, teaching and service uh, in that order where in you know, research definitely takes quite a bit uh, a chunk of our time and then we uh, uh, spend the next part on teaching and then there is uh, service you know where is you know aci and professional communities come in uh, i'm curious how is it like uh, at the place where you are at?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, so we're uh, I'm at the University of Minnesota Duluth, so not the Twin Cities campus, um, a couple hours north of there, and it's um, it's kind of a, an even balance between research and teaching, um, and that was one of the things that drew me to UMD, where um, they really there's a lot of focus on education um, at the undergrad level, and then um, but we do have master's students that can help us do research. So it's a uh, um, a little bit of a relaxed atmosphere, um, probably less intense in terms of research as where you're at, um, but I'm, I'm happy to be kind of um, doing both at the same time. Um, and then, of course, the service uh, uh, Ask as well. Um, and and obviously, we both are spending a lot of time with ACI, um, as well as in our own department in, in college. So there's a lot of uh, there's a, a huge variety of, of, of colleges and ins- institutions out there, universities that have a wide range of teaching and research. So for anybody out there that's, you know, considering teaching or research or both, just check it out and figure out what the balance is that you're, you know, most interested in, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what I'm also learning uh, through my journey in the past you know, few years in academia, that uh, in the US especially, there's a huge, huge variety of universities and each have their own, you know, mission and goals that they pertain to. So students out there looking out for their next step uh, after they graduate school, there's a lot of options out there and they need to decide, okay, what they will be happy uh, spending their rest of life with. So, so let me ask you, uh, Mary, that you said, you know, uh, teaching is a big part of very wide. What kind of courses uh, do you teach?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I've been lucky enough or unlucky enough to teach 11 different courses at UMD. Um, so I, Uh, When I interviewed at UMD, I tried to sell myself as a two-for-one, so they were looking for a structures person, and I said, and I do materials, (laughs) Um, so I teach uh, structural engineering courses. Uh, Structural analysis is kind of my bread and butter, and then I teach, I've taught concrete, steel, wood, masonry design, uh, senior design, and then I, of course, have some concrete materials courses that I really enjoy, undergrad and grad, Um, so it's a, it's a, it's fun to teach new classes. It's also a real big challenge. It's a new, a new prep, uh, as we call it, is is a lot of work. Um, but it also makes me more useful to the students, I think, because I've t- I've taught a lot of different classes, and so I can, if they have questions or things like that, I can kind of help out. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's been a challenge to teach that many classes. But um, how about you? What do you? What kind of classes do you teach?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's really impressive, the breadth of classes uh, that you get to teach. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so for me, um, I've been primarily um, teaching two classes uh, here at Illinois. One is an undergraduate course. It's called uh, Behavior of Materials. Uh, it's a large undergraduate course with almost uh, 100 plus students, mostly uh, juniors and some seniors uh, that undergrads at Illinois take. And we talk about, you know, uh, behavior of all kinds of materials and not just concrete. So, we start from all the way from, you know, uh, steel, asphalt, wood, and concrete. So, all the engineering construction materials that are out there, we cover them. We start from the very basics, learning about their fundamental atomistic uh, scale behavior and then scaling up to micro and macro scale. So, that's the course I'm teaching now in fall. I, I absolutely enjoy uh, teaching that because students, this is the first time the students are getting exposed to uh, materials and how they behave. So I get to talk to them all sorts of fun things from all the way from microscopy to mechanical testing. The other course that I teach is a graduate level course. It's called Advanced Cement Chemistry. And here we really, uh, it's kind of a niche course focused towards graduate students. Um, and um, it's much smaller class size between you know, 10 to 20 students. But really the idea here is uh, we teach students the chemistry of manufacturing of cement, but also the reaction kinetics, as well as the long-term behavior of these you know, uh, complex uh, clinker phases. And what I really like about this course is uh, it's kind of a unique course where we teach them how to make pure clinker phases in the lab. So they synthesize, for example, light uh, And then they make a video about it. And then later down in the course, and, but, but the, what they make is really on the gram scale, just a few grams of uh, cement. But then I take them to an actual cement plant um, in Missouri and they see cement manufacture at the you know millions and tons millions of tons of scale. So for the students I think that's very exciting to see how this material is being made at such a big scale and many of them have never seen a cement plant. So yeah so this is the two courses I I, I do and it keeps me pretty busy.
1: <laughs> wow that's awesome that sounds really fun. Um, that so I have another question how did you get interested in concrete um, of all the materials?
0: yeah, I think that's a it's a really good question. I think to be honest, it's I think it's it was almost uh, by chance I, I got into concrete, so I did my you know bachelor's and my it was very broad. I did do a kind of a research project at the end of my bachelor's. One of the professors was um, uh, doing research on, you know concrete and sustainable materials, you know, using supplementary cementitious materials. so I helped uh, do some research on that. So when I started applying for grad school for my uh, master's work, I was um, applying for looking for people who are working in the construction materials field. And then I found uh, uh, a, a professor at uh, this professor, Kajin Wong at Iowa State, who was uh, is actually an expert in concrete. And you know, she ended up making an offer uh, to me, like a funded uh, research assistantship. And for me coming from India, you know my parents had told me very clearly that we have paid for your bachelor's degree. Uh, we are not gonna pay for a master's. So you should, uh, if you want to do a master's, you should be uh, get a scholarship or you know have it fully funded outside of us. <laughs> um, and so for me, that was the route. I had also some offers from other schools, but they did not give me funding. So I said I will go to Iowa State. And at that time, I had actually very little knowledge of about Iowa State or or what its status was in the field of concrete. It was only when I was there and honestly i've graduated from there now almost 10 years ago i realized they are one of the leaders in uh, in the research that goes on in concrete pavements and concrete research in general uh, and I, and as a you know this kind of young master student i had also no clue i was going to the midwest so it was <laughs> it was a brand new adventure for me but i think it 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 worked out quite well um, i, I want to ask you the same thing you know how did you uh, end up in concrete i know you had this kind of a circuit circuitous path but what what brought you to concrete
1: yeah, it's funny. I think um I've never met anyone that that like grew up being like I want to go into concrete. It's always sort of we we kind of fall into it, right? And then we're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna do structural engineering, and I was all ready to to go do that. But during my um bachelor's and master's, I did kind of a two-in-one program, and I had an internship with a nonprofit agency in uh, Milwaukee called WasteCap Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. they're motto was uh, transforming waste into resources, and so they would work with these commercial companies in um, Milwaukee and Madison and help them recycle their construction and demolition debris. So instead of throwing it all in one dumpster, put the wood here, put the drywall here, put the concrete here, and then we'll find places for it. So I was the documentation specialist, so all I did was put all that information into spreadsheets and figure out what the recycling rate uh, rates were uh, for the different projects. Um, but I was like, man, concrete! Holy cow, so much concrete, you know. And I just really started to be like, wow. And then I I had talked with some of the folks there about just um, what do they do with it when they uh, maybe they tear it up from an old project. What do they do with it? Right, they crush it. Oh, they can reuse it as this or that. And so I just sort of got into it that way um, and ended up doing my masters in um, in concrete. But I was still going to do structural engineering. Um, and then a weird, a strange uh, series of events happened where. I was in England. Uh, I was going to present on some of the work I had done, and I was there with some friends, and my friends ran into Larry Sutter, who ended up being my PhD advisor. Uh, Mm -hmm. They they asked him for directions, and and he's like, what are you guys doing here? Because he could tell we were Americans or they were Americans, and uh, they told him. He gave him um, his card and said, well, have her call me, and I guess he went to my talk, and then I called him, and he said, hey, you want to go learn about geopolymers, and I was like, sure, so it was uh, (laughs) a A weird route, but I I am glad to be where I at, and it's been a it's a fun little community. I think Concrete is a is a really good community to be in. So, um, but speaking yeah, about- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think it's fascinating right I think many people, most
0: people I talk to, there's always this you can, you cannot plan it all, right? it's always this series of uh, unpredictable events that somehow add up in very complex ways, and you end up you know where you are.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. Um, so, what are you working on in terms of research uh, these days?
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, you know, that's also, I guess, the other fascinating angle. Um, I'm very happy to talk about is uh, is the research of concrete because again, concrete is such a you know complex, multi-scale material um, that uh, I, I feel like ever since I've started my uh, faculty career, there's just so many research questions out there uh, that could just one could never run out of them. So you could spend your entire career. Uh, just studying this one, you know, gray looking material, <laughs> which looks pretty, you know, standard and normal to many people outside the field. But to us, the concrete specialists, it is, uh, it's really fascinating. So what I've done in my uh, kind of research group here at UFI is that we have been really focused uh, on, on uh, three core thrusts um, that we say are kind of the research thrust uh, of my group. Uh, the one one of them, the first one is the multimodal uh, characterization of concrete. And what I mean by that is we want to understand concrete with multiple techniques applied in parallel uh, on top of each other. So imagine if we have a, a an high highly advanced imaging technique such as the scanning electron microscopy, we take that and then we combine that with another very complementary imaging technique such as the Raman imaging and by combi- combining these two techniques, we get something which is uh, better than uh, doing these techniques, let's say, separately. And then again, the dream is to pile up more and more techniques to do this multimodal uh, imaging. Just like you know, if you're taking pictures of the of the Earth, you're taking the uh, you know the let's say the standard uh, imagery, but on top of that, you add topography, you add other chemical information to get a better understanding. And I think for concrete, uh, we should absolutely do that. Uh, The other, the second thrust of my uh, research group is looking at uh, material degradation and repair. And I think uh, in in the US and the other uh, parts of the world where uh, the concrete infrastructure is aging, I think there's a lot of opportunity and need to repair that infrastructure and to really understand the degradation mechanisms and see how we can prevent that. Because especially in the US, we are not so much in the building stage, we are in the stage where the infrastructure is getting old. So figuring out how to keep that uh, uh, going is very important. So we've been looking at developing test methods to either rapidly predict the durability of cementitious materials or also develop uh, new systems which can lead towards repair and long-lasting behavior. That's number two. So number three thrust for us is uh, looking at the sustainability of concrete. So looking very hard at the uh, low carbon Um, concrete uh, systems. So looking at how we can develop new concrete recipes, which can lower the carbon footprint of the existing uh, systems, but also look at new SCMs, such as for example, calcine clays, um, which can replace the traditional SCMs like flash and slag, which are now running out, and see how we can do that by not only making the concrete more sustainable in terms of its global warming potential, but also we can make uh, concrete actually durable and both of these things can be achieved. And they also tie in with my, you know, kind of second thrust. So I think these are three things, you know, uh, multimodal characterization, uh, uh, repair and deterioration of concrete, and then uh, low carbon and
1: sustainable uh,
0: concrete. So that is that is all for me. What about you?
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. I was sort of looking at your web page uh, the other day or your your Twitter or your X account or something, and um, you doing some really interesting things. That's cool. Thank you. Um, So I'm in a similar area. Um, I think I'm, like you, I'm I'm very driven by the sustainability um, considerations around concrete, having a very high uh, carbon footprint of Portland cement. What else can we use, right? Or how can we better use Portland cement or more efficiently use it? Um, And so... My PhD was on um, alkali activated glasses, glass cements. And so I kind of went down that road um, during that time and um, definitely still support that uh, research and still kind of go down that road. But I've been trying really hard to be more um, aware of sort of what sort of technologies could be um, implemented more at a larger scale, um, more globally. So when you talk about calcine clays as an SEM, that makes sense, right? Because there's so much of it out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I've been uh, uh doing the alkali activated, and then um, on the Portland cement side, I stuck with glass, and so I've been looking a lot at glasses as an SCM. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a, a big reputation of having lots of alkalis, of course. So, we're doing a lot of ASR work trying to show mm-hmm. um, you know, where that actually is at. Um, and doing we, we've we been doing some um other interesting, uh, I guess, the other project I would mention is. Um, so it's alkali activated glass at high temperatures um, and we've seen that it has some interesting properties there. So my um, favorite thing actually is when somebody comes to me and says, hey, I have this waste material. You think you can put it in concrete? And I'm like, probably. Um, yeah. Pretty soon we'll be working on some, uh, some sludge actually from some folks in the environmental side uh, came to us the other day and said they had some sludge. So we'll be working on that. But um, just like you, you know, I'm really um, fascinated by the impact that we can have by reducing the carbon footprint of concrete mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. a Huge impact and that's gives our work meaning, I think, and makes me really happy whenever I hear anybody that's in concrete materials talk about sustainability as a driver because it needs to be so. Yeah. yeah, that's very fascinating
0: because you know. I think it's always like, you know, somebody has a waste material, where, where should they put it into? And then, you know, they think of concrete because yeah. I think it was all accommodating material, which can just take anything. Um, but I guess there are um, consequences to if you don't do it carefully. So, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> one thing I wanted to actually, you know, ask you is that because since you are in uh, Minnesota, I think uh, one of the things we have been exploring recently is this looking at the waste to energy ashes. And, you know, uh, Minnesota has, has, has uh, quite a few of these WT plants. I don't know if you ever. If somebody ever came and pitched this idea to you, that you know, yeah, actually, yeah,
1: actually, there's some there's some talk going on in that area right now. So yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Okay. Maybe we should talk after the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy to talk. We have actually spent uh, almost two years uh, uh, with this project. Uh, we have gathered almost more than I don't know hundred different ashes from across the country from all different WD plants, uh, doing a detailed characterization of them and figuring out uh, pathways. You know, where could they go? Because you know, for a WD plant owner. Uh, this is a big headache, you know. Where to send this ash? You know, it's, oh, yeah. it costs a lot to send a landfill. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you also have to be careful if you put it into concrete. So I think there's there's things we need to uh, keep in mind. But yeah, that just came to me when you when you mentioned the waste part. You know, it's it's a big problem. And I think it's the same issue with. I don't work on this, but I hear more and more about the, uh, you know, the the demolition waste. You know, which yeah. is a massive uh, part of our. You know, all the concrete that we are creating. It's right. just being added to the to the planet, you know, we have to do something. So either we reuse it, either we carbonate it, we mm-hmm. have to do something with that.
1: Right, right. It's fun. They're fun uh, mysteries to solve or, or projects to work on for sure.
0: Yeah, I think we can be, we can save to say like for the next 30 years, we won't run out of problems to work at.
1: <laughs> that is very true. That is very, very true. Um. Yeah, yeah. so... How um how has AS- ACI um impacted your career? I mean, we keep talking about concrete and ACI. I think has has pulled together so many people in that realm. What what's been your experience? Yeah, I think you know my first. I
0: still remember my first ACI meeting. I think it was back in uh spring of two thousand twelve. I was finishing up my master's degree at Iowa State, and my uh, advisor at that time she encouraged me to go to the ACI meeting i think i sat in one of the committee meetings and at this committee meeting all the you know big professors were sitting at this kind of you know kind of inner table and i was like sitting out and then she's like you, you should come sit right next to me i was like no no this is <laughs> there these are the professors you know going through the committee meeting and i'm just here to listen and i remember i think it was in uh, in texas i think it was in dallas and the concrete mixer um was in this big um this uh, I I remember this big event hall and where they had the the bull and people could ride the bull. So I just have this memory of you know ten years ago this uh, first ACI meeting. It was uh, uh, you know, because I got to meet people which whose papers I've been reading all the time. And I think if, if you think about, I guess the biggest value or the uh, the importance of ACI to my life is the community. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the the core community who are passionate about concrete, who would think about concrete, work on concrete, uh, irrespective of what the time of the day is, you get to meet these people every six months. And uh, you can ask them any question. You know, many things I have been uh, stuck with in my research career in the past few years. I know I'm, I'm walking down the path when they say meeting. I know uh, I see a person there. I can immediately go and talk to them right uh, right then and there. and. Uh, participating in committees, which are kind of relevant to things you care about. You can find those like-minded people. So I think from that point of view, ACI has that, you know, invaluable value of bringing together that community together, you know, every six months and you can get a chance to interact with them or, you know, hang out with them uh, in that event. So from that point of view, uh, I find ACI very, very, you know, helpful for me. So how, how about for you, how did you get introduced to ACI and how, how has that impacted you in your life?
1: yeah um I was a PhD student I think when I went to my first one it was in Minneapolis actually and um just was in awe that everyone there liked concrete it was like, whoa <laughs> you know that's cool to be these are my people kind of thing um and and so I agree I think the the community is really great um for especially I think you know as an academic um it, it I for me anyway I struggle sometimes with having my head in the lab and doing all these lab things and then, losing track maybe of what's going on actually in industry and actually on the ground. And when I go to ACI, you know, you meet folks from industry that mm-hmm. are saying, here's the problems we have today. Here's what we need help with. And that's really, really useful. So I feel like it keeps our feet on the ground and our heads out of the clouds too too, too <laughs> far. <laughs> um, and it's such a great place to bring students. Um, I've, I've brought students most of the years I've gone mm-hmm. since then, and mm-hmm. they're always... You know, happy to meet people. Um, many of them have found jobs. They meet other students, which is a great networking for them. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, the the community at ACI is really something special. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your involvement like? Are you um in some committees and and uh, what kind of work are you doing in ACI? Yeah, so I've been
0: involved with the you know ACI one two three committee. Uh, the research and current developments, and mm-hmm. you know, I've been involved with uh, organizing some of the research in progress uh, sessions, uh, which where people come and present. So that has been a uh, you know a fun experience uh, doing that. Looking at the kind of breadth of research that uh, many people, and especially students, around the country and even across the world that are doing. So that has been one. Um, I think something uh, new that I'm doing uh, later this fall for uh, that committee is I'm actually uh, participating as a co-moderator in a one in the one to three forum, uh, which is this you know evening session where we get a, a variety of experts to talk about uh, a specified topic, and sometimes the topic is a little bit contentious. So they kind of you know we have people for and against it. So um, I don't know if this time the topic is uh, is contentious, but we'll see. Uh, but it's that's also kind of interesting experience. So I think that's uh, that's that's pretty much it, uh, the core part of what I'm doing at uh, ACI right now. I think uh, slowly And over the years, I, I might be getting into more things. But for now, that's keeping me quite busy. How about for yourself?
1: Yeah, um, that's on. Um, that's uh, the one, two, threes are. I yeah, Those are fun to watch, sort of like uh, the big fight night. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, my I got involved in uh, committee work pretty early um, at ACI, yeah. um, working with my advisor, Larry Sutter. He was chairing um, an innovative task group, ITG, yeah. about alternative cements. And so I was his secretary for three years. And then when that became a committee, I, I started as chair. So this is my, I think I have two more meetings left um, in my second term. Um, and so that's been a real um a really interesting and um fun actually um job to do um running the alternative cements committee meetings are fun there's just so much energy around alternative cements and sustainability and moving things forward it's, uh, it's a it's a a largely diverse group that comes together and there's just there's so much energy it's really fun so um that's been really fun i've learned a lot about how ACI works all the the technical stuff of how to, to give things to TAC and what you get from TAC and all that, um, the balloting and all that. So it seems sort of, whoa, that's a lot. Um, I was pretty kind of scared actually before I started, um, but the ACI staff is incredibly helpful in working through that. So um, to anybody out there that's considering, you know, getting into leadership in the committee you're interested in, do it. And the best yeah. way to do it is by volunteering to help on um, documents or, help with anything. Um, And then the chairs will notice you and say, hey, maybe that person should be on the committee, maybe they should work their way up. So, um, but yeah, it's been great. Um, I agree, the community, the networking, um, you know, going through tenure, a lot of the people I asked for letters were people I met at ACI. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's useful in many, many different Mm -hmm. ways. Um, I agree. Yeah. So um, I guess, did you have any last uh, comments Uh, you wanted to um, make at all like maybe like a um, words of wisdom to folks out there <laughs> thinking about uh, concrete academia.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure. I'm uh, I, I've I've reached a stage where I can give words of wisdom. But if I if I were to give one, I think I would say maybe uh, let's say to the students and the young audience, um, you know, watching who are um, maybe interested in getting into academia or maybe are not even sure, you know, where they want to go to uh, after their grad school. I think uh, I would say them uh, just this, that you know um, your life is short, and you can't do everything. So it's better to choose and focus on doing a few things and doing them well. So if they can focus on doing things that will really count and focus on quality, um, they will have a fulfilling experience, and they will be happy, and they'll be able to do uh, whatever they want to do. So that's all I would say. How about you?
1: Great. That's really good. um, yeah, I mean, I think that I would say, um find you know what in your life gives you purpose and and something that you can feel good about. And I think that concrete, be it as a civil engineer, you know, helping your 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 city run, be it you know, you and I doing concrete research to try to lower the carbon footprint and help defeat climate change or slow it down. Um, those are all really worthwhile, I think, endeavors, and it gives me. Energy in the morning to do my job. And so I think if you can find something like that, that, um, that you care about a lot, I think you'll, you'll be successful. So, but and uh, go concrete. So I yeah. Hope- hope people have enjoyed nice it. Time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thanks again for joining us. Um, thanks to everyone for listening to this month's episode of Engineering Greatness. Join us each month as ACI brings together pairs of young professionals in the concrete industry to engage in intimate conversations about their life and work. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And for more information on the American Concrete Institute, visit us online at concrete.org. We'll see you next time.